pack it in, let me begin. I came to win, battle me, that's a sin. I won't ever slack up, I'll give it a back up. Try and play the role and you're the whole crew will act up. Get up, stand up, come on, put your hands up. If you got the feeling, jump up towards the ceiling. Monsters are bumped up, someone's fucking jump, yeah, I'll bust them in the eye. And then I'll take the punks out, feeling Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Cornfed Ink production. Coming at you. Hot and heavy, baby. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Cornfed Ink production. Episode four of the Cornfed Sports Entertainment Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Eric, like always. And always got my buddy Tim with me. Timmy, how's it going tonight, buddy? Going real good. Excited to do this. Yeah, got you calling in tonight. Uh, I'd say for a, you have a valid excuse. <laughs> Can you tell us about that? <laughs> yes, yes, we had a, we had a baby. Um, yeah, had the little baby on Tuesday, a couple of weeks early, earlier than we expected, but everything is good. And so I'm just staying at home to make sure everything goes well tonight. No complications or anything, just to help around the house. Yeah, being a being a real uh, American, real winner. Being girl dad. <laughs> Hashtag girl dad. Have you got your T-shirt yet? I do have the T-shirt. I do have the hashtag girl dad t-shirt it is in my possession we need a pic of that throw it up on the old facebook I will. page I'll probably wear it i'm taking them out to a doctor tomorrow i'll probably wear it tomorrow gotta love it yeah four, four <laughs> girls would you ever thought that 10 years ago no no definitely definitely <laughs> not there was actually funny my sister-in-law posted a facebook memory from six years ago that said quote of the week tim downs just told me i am not ready for kids <laughs> and here i am four six years later with four kids so all under yeah. the age of six? Yes. Right? Yeah, plus five. Hey, they come in waves, I guess. <laughs> I think our wave is over. That is the end of the wave right there. So. Tim's visit, visiting a doctor real quick. Getting a doctor to you. But thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, season two, episode four coming at you. Uh, if you haven't followed us on any of our social medias, make sure to do that. Just put up a poll on Girl Scout cookies because who doesn't love Girl Scout cookies? I love Girl Scout cookies. Don't love the price of Girl Scout cookies. You saw them today or yesterday at High V. They are expensive. They are very they don't expensive. They're like $6, $7 a box anymore. Wow. And I mean, they're really good cookies, but that's really pushing it. The Thin Mints, though. Whew. Oh, yeah. Thin Mints all how day, is, every day. How is the Caramel Delight winning at this point? Yeah, last time I looked, it was so. But I'm going to pull it up right now. Get yeah, it going, Thin Mint Crow. 57% for the Crumble Delights at this point. Yeah, it's still early. We uh, hopefully got a run in us in the, as a Thin Mint crew. Shauna <laughs> is a Crumble Delighter, huh? She is. I was a little disappointed. So I almost walked out on her. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. A little disappointing, that's for sure. Thought she saw the light a little better than that. <laughs> but make sure to check out that poll. It's on our Facebook uh, Facebook.com slash Cornfed Podcast One. Our Twitter is Cornfed Podcast One. Our Instagram is Cornfed Podcast One. Our blog website is cornfedpodcast.blogspot.com. And lastly, our YouTube channel is Cornfed Inc. Anything else to add before we uh, get into tonight's episode, Timmy? No, let's get it rolling. All right, let's do it then. All right, rapid minute. Quote unquote, <laughs> not really very rapidly tonight. More rapid discussion. We got never uh, rapid with us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we got two topics though <laughs> that I think we can really uh, expand on and give a lot of good information on. I'm I'm kind of excited to talk about these two in general because we haven't touched on these yet at all. 
What do you What do you think about that? that I'm excited be... as well. I'm definitely excited about the first one. Yeah, the second I'm one's a little definitely pretty excited serious. About the first one. Yeah, very so, serious. The first one I'm definitely excited about though. Yeah, so we'll we'll get in on it. Uh, what's your thoughts so far on the uh, XFL, Timmy? We just finished week, week two uh, last uh, yesterday, Sunday. Loving me some XFL. It's been great so far. I, I love it. It's good football. I like the interviews. I like the rule changes. I love I love how they do the reviews. I think that is just awesome how you can see. Even if you don't agree with it, you can see what their thinking is. And it's controlled by an uh, Xbox controller. <laughs> yes. How, how incredible times, is that? How many times do we watch an NFL game and say, what were they thinking on that review? And just at least see what they're thinking is just, to me, has been awesome. Do you think the NFL takes some of that stuff? and I, I think they need to adopt the challenge rule. Just how you can see him talk his way through it, like what he's thinking. I just think that is just – they think they need to adopt that just for the sanity of the fans. Oh, it's it's been awesome experience. I was uh, reading an article. It's like the XFL really stepped their game up this time. Last time, about 20 years ago when they first tried it, it was super gimmicky. They tried every single gimmick and it really made them fail. This, this time – They've really stepped it up, like I said. Uh, they and Vince McMahon, obviously, you know, he's the founder or whatever, the ultimate entertainer. He knows how to entertain yes. people, and he's he made some really good hires. Oliver Luck, as I was gonna say that too, yep, was a fantastic hire. Yep. So, I'm he got I'm, football people, and he's not he realized he can't just get a lot along on gimmicks alone. Yep, there's got to be some substance to it, and I, I so far I think it's got staying power. We'll see. The quarterback play I think is a big issue for them. It's very poor, um, and so I think that could be an issue. But I think overall the football's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I was reading an article about Pro Football Talk or something, yep. and it I'm sure you probably saw it too. And I saw one of the like T.J. Lang. I'm pretty sure former offensive lineman in the NFL for the Packers and Lions. Yeah, he tweeted back and said, "Well, it's not the NFL, so." What do you expect? And he's he wasn't like bashing the XFL. He's like, it's still football, and people are going to watch if it's entertaining in the game overall as well. Agreed. Which which it has been so far. But my only, I was thinking about this today. Their entertainment, like at home, like if I'm watching on TV, seems so incredible that it almost makes you not want to go to the game. You know, because you get to see yes. interviews and stuff. Uh, There's so and, much more. Like. Matt McGloin the other day. I don't know if you saw his yeah, yeah, interview. Yeah. He basically talked himself out of play. He was dropping some f bombs too, wasn't he? Dropping he? some f bombs and yeah, I'm like that's got to be FCC, to, right? We just need to scrap the old the whole offense. And he just, said that at halftime. <laughs> yeah, we need to scrap the whole offense and get a new, whole new playbook. And, and, and the other day, they um, I talked to the first week. One of the teams fired their defensive coordinator. Yeah, after the first game. First game, they fired defensive coordinator. It's, <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, I I enjoyed that Matt McGloin stuff because especially in the XFL, halftime's only ten minutes. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> so it's like, well, not many uh, adjustments can be made in ten minutes, but hey, I saw they're worried about that for the, their Super Bowl. How what they're gonna if they're gonna have to extend the halftime show for their Super Bowl? That would I would assume because so, because they're talking they're, about it. Because ten minutes is probably not going to be enough. I would agree with that. But um, I am letting everyone know right now the official team of. Cornfed is Houston. Is that the one with Chuck Long and stuff? Uh, no, that is not Chuck Long. Chuck Long is running around with St. Louis. Oh, yep, yep. They were um, like the Jim favorites, Jones. weren't they? Or no, yeah. Dallas or Dallas. 
Jude Jones is the former coach of Hawaii. He's the Houston's head oh, man. Oh, I forgot about him. He was awesome. He runs spread offense. Colt running. He's running the offense there in Houston. And yep, we are adopting them. They beat St. Louis yesterday. They're two and zero. They are the official team of Corn Fed. <laughs> Hop on the bandwagon. You're saying. Yep. And plus, the first Super Bowl of the XFL is going to be played in Houston, so they could be playing a home game if they get there. So, it, what uh, what stadium is it at? I not I thought I heard Reliance Stadium, which is the Texas Stadium, but that seems to be be too big. I'll have to check it out. But yeah, I know I'll they played a game at MetLife the other day, the Jet Stadium, so maybe they would. Yeah, I mean, but, oh, it's at the uh, University of Houston campus, the okay. uh, so TDECU that, Stadium, which is still a good stadium, though. Yes, and it should be fun either way. What do you think about the thing floating around Facebook and social media of? The winner of the XFL should play the last place team of the NFL. And if the XFL team beats the NFL team that got last place, they move up and the NFL team goes down. What do you think of that? I think there's too many logistics to make it happen, but I'd love it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts with that, like you said, but that would be incredible. I would all be for that for sure. I mean, it's kind of like, like, you know, European soccer and the other soccer leagues, like, you know, yep. they have relegations and whatnot. That would be so much fun. And then that would give the NFL teams a lot more to play for than just, oh, let's, you know, suck for luck. Let's tank for, you know, some stud, you know. For sure. That would be awesome. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever necessarily happen, like you said, but would be incredible. So, uh, so yeah, any... I'm all in on the XFL. Yeah, I am too. It, it's been great so far. Uh the sideline interviews are awesome. Uh, Pat McAfee is great at that. It, it is Pat, it's where Pat McAfee belongs. It's his kind of stuff. Yeah, he, the ultimate entertainer, too. The dude's going to make you oh. laugh, and he just always knows what to say, I swear. Yep, for sure. I'm definitely looking forward to keep keeping uh, the XFL on my uh, television set, for sure. Oh, yes, I'll definitely continue to watch it. Go Houston. How, how many more weeks are left in the it's season? A ten, it's a 10-week season. Okay, so a couple months left. And then followed by um, four, four of the eight teams make the playoffs. And so it's a two-week – the conference championships and then a Super Bowl. Super so two-week yeah. playoffs. They obviously are seated one through four. Then, yes. I'm guessing. Yes. And awesome. hopefully then next year they're hoping to add like four – if it goes well, adding four to six more teams next year. Wow. That would be awesome. So then we, then we can go from 10 te- – right now we're at eight teams. They can go up to like 10 or 12 teams. Did you see any uh, attendance uh, numbers from, like, if they made a jump from week one to week two? I did not see any ratings yet. I keep following Darren Rovell, and he'll tweet out some. I'm waiting for him to tweet out some attendance and ratings, but he has not yet. Yeah, because that's, uh, honestly, the, the first week wasn't, like, great. But, I mean, obviously the first game of a new, le- of a new league, it's going to take a little bit of time to get the interest all the way around. So, and. Remember the AAFL or whatever it was started big too. Yeah, they did. That's old, and it kind of just slowly died. But I don't think they had the money or the backing that the XFL has. The XFL got in right with the TV contracts for sure. And they have more money in McMahon. Yeah, and he's willing to spend. So definitely looking forward to see where it goes. Uh, the week one totals that all the all four games were over seventeen thousand, which isn't a bad draw. No, not at all. So, but keep... in like Darren Rovell said, in the end, it doesn't come down to. It's going to come down to TV sets. Yeah, 
that's is what they're the product about. on is people are people's eyes on the product yes gonna be fun to see so, what happens though yeah for sure uh anything else you want to say xfl wise or should we move on to next topic for sure let's move on all right this one gonna get a little in depth i feel like because both of us have been following this obviously very closely <laughs> obviously we're ba- huge baseball guys Never since ever since court. yeah ever since this uh news came out it's kind of been just a crap storm of just new information like every week i swear the amazing part about this whole thing is it's been broke by social media yeah <laughs> for those that don't know we're talking about the Houston's ass Houston Astros scandal which started in 2017 which right is that correct 17 yep and that's coincidentally the year they won their first and well First World Series in the past, however many years. So they're only uh, World Series. Were they an expansion team? Yeah, well, they were an expansion team originally. I mean, they that was their only World Series they ever won. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know if they were an expansion team. They went to one other one with the in the National League, but lost. Yep, when uh, Beltron like carried them. <laughs> Beltron and Jeff Kent, those boys. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a fun team actually. But but anyway, your... two thousand seventeen. Yeah, so obviously, those that don't know, there's a whole lot of stuff going on with buzzers and trash cans and cameras, just insane stuff. They were stealing signs, uh, getting the signs relayed into the batter by banging on these trash cans or buzzers or who knows all what was. I mean, honestly, I don't think the MLB knows exactly what completely went on yet. It honestly, to me, what happened does not really matter. Okay, why is it? Why is that? You think? Just whether it was a buzzer or whether it was a trash can. Oh, okay, I got you. I got what you're saying. It doesn't really matter. Somehow they were electrically stealing signs. We know that. Uh-huh. How they were how they were relaying them is really secondary to me. I, I really, I mean, yeah, would it be crazy if they were wearing a buzzer under his jersey? Yeah, that would be crazy. insane. But I don't really care because I know they were using trash cans and I know they were using whistles. I have that documented. Yeah, that and one so guy me, on Twitter went through every single game and. Documented how many trash can uh, bangs yeah. there were, which and is the whistle. Insane. Dave Patrick played whistle video the other day, and there was a different whistle for a off-speed pitch, and then a different whistle for a fastball pitch, and it was clear as day. Oh man! So, I, how, how do you think they like just randomly decided to do this? That's just insane. Belchar came up with it. Well, I know, but like, what? How did the hell did he just like let's do this? Like, you know, like how does that I really? Think they be- probably discovered hey we can see signs here on this new video monitor we should need to find a way to relay them yeah and they probably just used what they could man but <laughs> i never thought we would be talking about something like this honestly because for one i just thought the astros had a lot of talent which i think they still have a lot of talent but when you know what pitch is coming <laughs> it makes yeah. a world of difference like, did you see sure. uh, Mike Trout came out today and said how much fun it would that be to awesome. know? Which he's obviously the face of baseball. So since yeah. he's he like really stood out and put himself out there a little bit, means a lot to the game. I feel like. I mean, we've had huge stars. We've had Trout. We've had Bellinger. We've had Bryant. Those are all MVPs. All of yeah. them have won MVPs. Yep. And they have come out strongly. Bellinger called Manfred a disgrace and weak. Called the commission of baseball week. It, that takes some balls right there. <laughs> it takes some big balls. <laughs> well, I mean, 
Mike Trout couldn't believe it either that they Astros really didn't get punished. He just ripped the league, which divert uh, rightfully so, honestly. Yeah, it's just overall sad for for baseball right now. Yeah, it's not. I, I sent you that quote yesterday. I don't know if you read the one by Jeff Passan where he just said baseball's burning right now. He said it, it's it's out of control. It really is, and it's really quite sad. And I was listening to somebody today, and he covers the Brewers, and he's like, if Manfred thinks this is going to die down once the season starts, he's like, he's crazy. He's like, Ryan Braun, what he did 10 years ago, still gets booed every stadium he goes to, and that's just one player. He said, so to think that this is also going to die just because the season starts is stupid. He said, 50 years from now, we'll be talking about this. Honestly, I think it's (laughs) – we're going to see some – crazy stuff in the MLB stadiums, ballparks across across the league this year when the Astros oh, for are sure. playing. And well, did, you, did you see that group of Dodger fans that's gathering together to go to the Angels game? But is that like opening day? Opening day and they're like going there buying a whole seat. They bought a whole section of tickets to just go I heckle mean, the Astros. Honestly, how let's say you're a Dodgers fan. Obviously you're diehard Cubbies. Let's say you're a Dodgers fan in you know, this inf- information gets gets out. What is, what is your initial reaction? I'm pissed. Yeah. Like, you... Is 2017 end differently if this isn't happening? What, is, uh, what does your I gut tell you? I think so, yes. I, I agree. It's tough to say because, like, they still have to hit it. But baseball is so hard. But if you know what's coming, it gives you a significant advantage for sure. And also the whole Darvish thing, they were claiming he was tipping his pitches, and that just really messed with them, I feel like. like well, and not only that, did you see where they uh, they actually called? Was it – who's the pirate pitcher? Uh, former pirate – or current pirate pitcher, former Ray pitcher. Um, um, guy with dreadlocks. Chris Archer? Archer. He called him and told him he was tipping his pitches. The Astros did? Yeah. When he really wasn't, they just knew what was coming. They just the whole thing is just they had this holier than thou thing because when Aaron Boone suggested that he heard whistling, they just like freaked out and said, "No way!" It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, the whole the way they're handling the whole thing it just makes me so mad. That's honestly is what making it is is making it a hundred times worse. Yeah, their their arrogance and just lack of respect for the other teams. Like nobody has really given a sincere apology. I would say. Yeah. Did, well, there was one person that kind of gave one, but he's not on their team anymore. Was it Keuchel? Uh, Keuchel and um, who's with the White Sox now? Obviously, who else? There was no. They got Gonzalez. Marwin is it Marwin Gonzalez? Yes, he 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 really gave like a heartfelt one. I would say yes. with for the Twins now, correct? Yes. Which is awful. Even their owner didn't like really own up to it, and all he really did was fire you know, the GM and the manager. Yeah. So I don't know. I, no. The whole thing stinks and it really, really is hurtful. I would say just as a Do baseball you, fan. So me and my dad were talking about this last night and we were talking about how this, they just keeps going because of Manfred's inactivity with the whole thing. Yeah. He yeah. just won't die. Do you think if he just came out and said, Brigman, Springer and Altuve are all getting whatever you get for a first steroid suspension, whatever that is. I don't know if it's 45 games or 50, whatever it is. Somewhere think there, he yeah. just came out and said that, hey, we're suspending them all back. Do you Honestly, think that would have would have that killed the whole thing a lot? I think I don't think Bellinger 
and Bryant and Trout would have been talking as much as they are now if that had happened. I agree with that, actually, because I was on you know the Twitter world here before we uh, started tonight's show, and there was a comment. You know, remember when Contreras spiked his mask and it yes. came up and hit the ump like not he, he didn't even mean to, and he got suspended yes. two games for that. Two games. Yes. And so the, basically this is telling me you can cheat for, what, 2017, 18, nine, almost four, three, four, three and a half years, three years, however long they did it, and you don't get suspended and basically get a slap on the wrist? Yeah. That, that's what they're telling me. You can cheat yeah. and get basically get away with it. You still got to keep it. your he, titles and whatnot. If he, just, if he had just took an Altuve, Springer, and Brigman and said, hey, guys, you're all sitting down for 45 games. Yeah. That would have killed it right there. Everyone would be like, whoa, what a punishment. Yeah, the I mean, three best players done for 45 games. And then the way Correa is the person that really rubbed me the wrong way, honestly, because Altuve yeah. has really been kind of silent over the whole thing so far. Anyways, uh, he, yeah. he definitely stole. a. I would say he stole an MVP from Aaron Judge, too, <laughs> Yep. which they don't hand those out to very many players. So, no, the whole thing's just. um, And. My dad was telling me a story last night. He said he heard Freddie Freeman talking on the MLB network. And Freddie Freeman said there was a player that he trained with coming back from Tommy John surgery. And he said, I watched this guy fight back through Tommy John surgery through blood, sweat, and tears. He's like, just horrible workout sessions every day for hours. Oh. And he said he finally got back, got to play the Astros, and got lit up and never pitched again. And he said, that's my friend. And he said, I am just so angry because that was my friend that they did that too. Busted his ass to get. He back. said he busted his ass to get back there. He just killed it, did everything the right way, and he gets back in the Astros. That's heartbreaking. Said, and like he said, maybe they would have beat him anyways, and he would have been done anyways. But at least then he could have said, "Hey, I did everything I could, and I got beat fair and square." Yeah. He, he said, he "Now he doesn't know the right way." Yeah, and he said that just pisses me off that that happened. Never got another shot. So it's just superstars left and right are just upset. Rightfully so. I'm I'm upset, and I'm obviously not. In the league. <laughs> I think we can all say, I thought my buddy, who's a huge Yankee fan, posted something on Twitter last night about how much he hates the Astros. Oh, he was praising you, Darvish. Yeah, you Darvish. It, is I said, man. isn't it funny that we all have come together over this Astros thing? It, like, it really Yankee is true. fans, Dodger fans, Cub fans, Indian fans, we're all together on this now. That we yeah. all hate the Astros. It's incredible what, what it really has done for baseball. I, I hope they just do horrible i hope altuve's hitting 100 at the break <laughs> well that's the thing like if all these dudes like put up similar numbers then everybody's gonna be like okay whatever you know they still have talent but it'll still people aren't gonna forget this ever for sure like it'll 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 haunt them the rest of their careers i'm sure yeah and do you think that's manfred's worst nightmare yeah because the houston astros obviously are a huge market team you know, they've had a lot of success from 2017 on. You know, they made the World Series last year. Uh, took them to seven games, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, yes, because every game was one on the road. Yeah. So seven well, what, games. What, what do you, but wouldn't that be his worst nightmare if all of a sudden at the break, Brigman, Altuve, and Springer are all hitting like 220? Oh, yeah. And the Astros are 10 games under 500? Because it won't go away then. And then everyone's <laughs> going to be like, see, they were never yeah. that good. They yeah. really did steal a World Series. Yep. And I mean, I don't think it's going to necessarily like ever fully go away, but like you said, if they're that would all, just enhance it, yeah, if they're all batting a buck or two twenty or whatever and struggling, <laughs> they're thinking it's under five hundred. They're going to be like, "Holy cow, they really stole that World Series!" Yeah, and they're going to have a microscope under them the yeah. whole time. Um, 
and the last thing on this, how great was you, Darvish's tweet yesterday? <laughs> when he, that was that was you from the top rope. With uh, for those that don't know, a fan <laughs> tweeted at him and said something with a picture of the World Series trophy. Not taking this away. Yeah, and you respond. <laughs> That's a nice looking uh, garbage can. <laughs> really nice looking garbage can you got there. Fuck, or that is so fun, so fun. You from the top rope. He that, is just—he's a legend. He, he's the king on Twitter. The he's ultimate the king troll. of all time. I love him. We're not I, worthy of you. I am expecting a great year out of him. He's going to dominate. Oh, yes. I think. I'm Cannot excited. Wait. Excited. Oh. Well, well. Hopefully, we don't have really. I'm sure we could talk about this all night, but obviously, we want to keep moving on to our. Next two topics. <laughs> sure. Um, that's a lot of fun, though, to talk about because definitely a black guy for baseball right now. So we'll uh, keep watching that as the season progresses and hopefully the uh, Astros get what they deserve someday. Yes, so. which is lots of losses. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, our last two topics tonight, we're, uh, we're doing our first ever food review, which I'm super stoked about. And then Me also, too. also we're going to talk about a little college basketball because that's really, really we're ramping up. In. It's almost March, so March Madness yep. time, baby. So for sure, uh, let's uh, let's dive into college basketball then, Timmy. All right, let's do it. College basketball ramping on up. Initial thoughts: New top twenty-five came out. What sticks out to you first, there, Timothy? Um, I think what we talked about earlier, just the mid-majors dominating the top. We got the two Big Twelve teams, one and three. Yep. And then just the mid majors. You got San Diego State. You got Gonzaga. Who I I guess I don't really consider a mid major anymore. Yeah, technically um, they are, but yeah, it's whatever. But just yeah, it's an interesting. A lot of new Penn State's in the top ten. Just a lot of new blood. Yeah. So North Carolina's nowhere to be found. It's just it's a different it's a different world this year. Yeah. In the top five, there's three mid majors. Baylor exactly. one, Gonzaga two, Kansas three, San Diego State four, and Dayton five. Which Iowa played San Diego State, right? Yes. And they lost to him, obviously, because San Diego State's 26 0. But hey, that shows that. And Iowa was in that game, I believe. Yes. That That's when they beat Texas Tech and then they moved yep, on, I that believe. Was, that was the only night, Luke. That was the only game Luca Garza has not scored double digits. Really? He scored nine points. Wow. What did we lose by? I don't even know, but if you ever see any national com any national thing on Twitter about Luca Garza, the comments will just be San Diego State fans. Really, most annoying fan base in the history of the world. Literally, the other day, Pat Forty pointed um, said Luke Garza should be National Player of the Year, and every single comment was, "What about San Diego State? What did you do against San Jeez. Diego State? Oh yeah, that's right, San Diego State beat him." Just very annoying fan base. Well, that's the thing about basketball is you're not going to have your best every single night. No, no matter how back, great of a player you it are. It was a back-to-back game. I just Iowa was actually up at by nine at halftime, and then we lost by ten. We got outscored by nineteen in the second half. Ooh. But that's you I'd know, love to play with long, you. Yeah, long, long time ago. So a lot can change since then. I feel like that was, was still playing. It was because I remember uh sitting at my mother in law's house watching the game. Because we beat Texas Tech on Thanksgiving night and then yeah, yeah, because I was Black Friday shopping watching the game. You're right there, Tim. And Jay Bo, Jay Bo didn't pl- Jay Bo didn't play in that game. He sat out. So yeah, that was that was a fun tournament. That was a really good tournament too, if you look at it. Yeah, it's a very good tournament. Because I believe Creighton was in that too. That's four yep. high quality teams. But, was that in Vegas? So, uh, might have been. 
I think, I think it, was, it was. Yeah, it was in Vegas. It was which in Vegas. Which is awesome. So. But no, but, so yeah, the top 25, it's Hawks moved up a little spot, which is nice. At the 20 spot. Only yep. four four Big Ten teams own this. Are you a little surprised? I think it's just we kill each other. Everybody's beating everybody. I mean, Michigan State's really fallen on hard times lately. Illinois has fallen on really hard times lately. Rutgers yeah. can't beat anyone outside of their stadium. Which they have a ton of talent. They're 17-0 at the rack. That place is hard, to, hard they, as hell to play, for sure. And they only have 18 wins. Yeah. I mean, there's... <laughs> let's see. <coughs> others receiving votes. Michigan State's in there. Michigan. Uh, Illinois is in there. All the teams basically we mentioned. And Rutgers has a few as well. So. It's just up and down. They'll go win. You'll win two games. No one can win on the road, and so that really hurts you get in the top 25. Yeah. Who's, I mean, who's the best team overall this year so far that you've seen i mean you almost got to go with baylor just from baylor obviously watched, they're in the big 12 and i've watched them on they a lot of like loss. big mondays or super tuesdays where they play and they're i watched them play kansas on a sunday afternoon or saturday afternoon and they just dominated them i mean yeah yeah they were another level they're they're fun they got a lot of athleticism too which is all oh, they do scary. They have a guy named Gillespie, i think his name was he didn't play basketball two years ago never played organized basketball until like two years ago now he's probably going to be an NBA player. The guy is just, he's a freak That's athlete. so wild. Yeah. He's a freak. He's blocked shots and it's, yeah, they're impressive. Yeah. I mean, if there was a year for a quote unquote mid major team to really run the table, which we've really seen that a lot in the last few years, it's definitely this year, I would say. Just yes, from, for sure. you know, like, I understand why mid majors are really kind of up, up and coming because why would you want to go to like a great, you know, power five conference when you, you know, might sit out for a year or two and then, yep. you know, why not go play right away? Look, I mean, John Morant, probably the best player outside of Zion Williamson in college basketball last year was, uh, yeah. Murray state and Murray state, Murray state is no, no slouch either. They're, they're at Steph Curry good a few years ago, played at Davidson. Yeah. Is so, it, you can do it. I mean, even, even Houston, you know, they really stepped their game up too. They were great last year. I love their coach down there. Uh, yeah. That's so much fun. Such a fun team. Yes, uh, you can just you can do it. And because basketball is only five players, you get a couple of really good players on a mid-major team, and they can they can carry you for sure. Especially if you get guard players. I mean, that's the thing about. I mean, granted, I'm a little biased. I'm sure you might be here too, but you and I, you know, they have all the tools to scare some teams in in March because they you are I, having yeah, a really good good year. They're going to make the tournament. Even if I feel like if they don't win their conference tournament, they still are going to make it just because they've had a really good year. They're receiving votes in the in the bracket or in the polls, yeah. excuse me. So that's going to be fun watching uh, them play this this March as well. I watched them for the first whole game the other night against Loyola, and yeah, they have they have a lot of weapons. AJ, AJ Green fun. can really shoot. They, they have, have a couple another really stud. couple really good big men. Yeah, yeah they have uh, one shooter. I was looking up at the stats today or a couple days ago. One shooter that just all he does is shoot threes, basically. Yeah. Uh, and he's shooting almost 47% from three. Uh, Trey Burhow, incredible. And he's averaging 14 a game just off shooting threes, catch and shoot threes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you got a guy like AJ Green that can get any shot whenever he wants, it's going to go a long ways. And he just gets him, fills it up for sure. For sure. The only thing that scares me a little about, about them is their depth, but. I mean, I think we talked about this before. 
if you don't have any injuries, it's almost better to play seven, eight guys. Not, you know. Oh, for sure. Like, because look at some of Fran McCaffrey, Iowa's teams that have had a ton of talent. When he overplays his bench, when he yep. goes like 10 deep, none of you guys oh, are, hate- your best players aren't on the court the most, you know? I hate when we go 10 deep. Yeah. Like eight, ma- like eight, nine max, but ninth man should be getting like seven, eight, nine minutes a game, in my they opinion. They go like 60 now. Yeah, which is wild. <laughs> Probably a little too small. Yeah, we could definitely use one more guy for sure. But since we're on Iowa now, what's uh, what's been sticking out about Iowa for you this these last couple weeks? Um, just the toughness. Lots of toughness. This just, might be the toughest friend McCaffrey to coach team we've seen in ten years. They don't. They do not blink. That team yesterday was down fifty five. I think it's fifty five forty seven. End of the game on a fourteen zero run. Garza had just got his fourth foul. Foul. That place was going crazy. Tough environment, and they didn't blink. They literally just don't blink. I mean, it's unbelievable. The barn is a really tough place to play. It and is. they get loud there. Loud. Yep. And they, I don't really get this whole hate for Iowa. Like, I get it's sort of a rivalry, but as a football and a huge Iowa basketball fan, them as a rival, like, doesn't even, like, really stick in my mind, if you know what I mean. No. Like, when I think of Iowa Hawkeye rivals, I think of, three or four teams before Minnesota, but they absolutely yeah. hate us. They have an, a, we hate Iowa chant that you hear all the time. and just, okay. They whatever. do it all the time. Even if, even if they're not playing Iowa. Yeah. Which is like, okay, keep doing whatever, <laughs> but no, it's been a lot of fun. Iowa just, especially after what we lost last year and all the entries. If you would have told me, uh, T cook goes to the NBA, Isaiah Moss transfers, daily transfers, uh, Jordan Mohannon's out basically for the whole year. Nunji's out for basically the whole year. Patrick McCaffrey doesn't play like at all from his uh, health issues. I'd say, pff, ooh, we might, we're going to be a, lucky to get 10 wins. <laughs> um, I think, remember after the DePaul loss? Yeah, we were ready to write the season over. And they just, they don't quit. They really don't. They have Garza, who is just unbelievable, can score anywhere, oh, from anywhere on the court. All-American. Yeah, so smooth. And then they have Frederick, who has been a stud for them. Um, Weath Camp, who's really honestly underperformed, I think. He's had some good games, but disappeared and on then Sunday. Connor sure. has just been unbelievable. See what his I love about him. What I love about him. Just, you know what he's gonna bring every single night. You can always write in so and so stats yep. and what he does. They give you six, seven things. rebounds, six, seven assists. Not gonna turn the ball over. And play great defense. You know, maybe throw in a three or two. But he seems like he has those games where he gets hot a little bit, makes three threes, and some games where he doesn't make any, which is fine. Like I always say, you know, if he's shooting 33%, which I think he's about, that's just enough to keep him honest. That's all you need. He's a threat, which is good. Yeah. You definitely have to be a threat out there, which you can't just sag off of him. For so, sure. And he's a great free throw shooter. Coming down games, yes. that's that's awesome. So I'm excited, but, excited for this team to keep going. We got five regular season games left, two on the road. Realistically, honestly, just, it's going to be tough. Go ahead, though. Sorry, Tim. They're playing with house money, I think, at this point. Yeah. I mean, we could, if we win, 
honestly, looking at this, we had a chance to win all five at Michigan State. It's going to be real tough. So four and one is, I'd say, best case scenario. I think at Michigan State's going to be real tough, and at Illinois is going to be real yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah, especially after the little uh, yep. trash talk and what happened. But like I said, but realistically, we, I think our best, like best case scenario is four and one. Which, if we go four and one down the stretch, ooh, well, that probably gives us a top three finish in the Big Ten. Yeah, and a double bye. Ooh. Let's get that. That'd be awesome. Got to stay in that top four to get that double by. Yep, that would be huge. But that's why yesterday was so important. If we had lost yesterday, we'd have dropped to seven. Yeah, instead in we're tied time. for third now. So, and honestly, someone said the other day, anyone could win that Big Ten tournament. Literally. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Rutgers won that. I mean, you take Northwestern and Nebraska out, so that's two teams out. Yep. Literally, the, other, the rest of the teams could win it. Which is unbelievable. I mean, Minnesota's got a big man that's as good as anyone. Yep. If he gets hot, Illinois is really good. Rutgers is good. Penn State, literally any of those teams could beat any of them. Purdue can get hot. They play great Purdue defense. Purdue can get hot. Ohio State can get hot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just it's going to be fun. A fun tournament. It's in Indianapolis I cannot wait this for that year, weekend. I believe. That is yeah, it's going to be, be a fun, fun weekend. Fun weekend of basketball. <laughs> so, but the rest of Big Ten play is going to be a blast. The rest of the NCAA season is going to be a blast. So what are you looking for? What teams are you really seeing down the stretch then? We'll just go outside of the Big Ten since we've really talked about the Big Ten quite a bit. Um, do you just want to give what you, who you think are the final four? Uh, we can what? wait. Well, let's wait a okay. little bit. See what okay. we got quite a bit of the season left, I guess. Uh, but I really think I think Baylor, Kansas, Gonzaga are the teams to watch. And yeah, those those are my three teams. I really just the top three right now I think are the teams. Maybe I don't know enough about Duke. How good are they really? Um, seems like Calipari always gets Kentucky going late. Yeah. Really like really like Bruce Pearl's Auburn team. I would say, if I'm saying a little bit of an X-Factor dark horse team, this is going to be a little bold, but Penn State, they are super hot yep. right now, and they are a fun team to watch. Uh, Iowa maybe would have had them if uh, – Frederick didn't get hurt at the pavilion or whatever the hell it's called. And we wouldn't have played in a barn <laughs> that was like 8,000 degrees that yeah, day. Yeah, and their best player, Stevens or whatever, he is good. Oh, they're real good. They're Pat Chambers probably be coach of the year in the Big Ten. He, what he's done there is just unbelievable. It's definitely between him and Fran, I feel like, at this point. Yep. For Big Ten uh, coach of the year. But, you know, uh, they have the stud, Stevens or whatever, he's – Averaging about 18 a game on really good uh, splits. And they have really athletic guards, which that's kind of, you know, I would say a really big key, especially recently, of success in March. Have one stud that can get you a bucket when you need one and then just have athletic guards so that it can get to the hole and a big man that can rebound. You have those things, which they do. You're sitting okay, I would say, in March. Yep, I would say. So it's going to be a fun rest of the year. Tournament. The, a fun uh, – about six weeks left in the year, which is crazy. It's yep. almost over already. So much parody. It's just going to be wild. Yeah. But I guess before we are done with college basketball, do we want to touch on uh, what's happened to Iowa State? <laughs> <laughs> they suck. Yeah. Which There's no Hilton magic. Prom might be out Honestly, of a job. He might. It's, it's, I think he'll get one more year. I, I would agree with that. But They have no shooters. And their best players, obviously, out for the year. Well, yeah, but, but even before he was out, yeah, they were really struggling. Struggling. 
which he's a lottery they, pick projected. Did you know that? Yeah, he's he's they really shoot the ball well tonight. The holy cow. Yeah. But no, they just they don't have shooters, and that's their problem is they can't stretch the floor at all because they just don't have anyone that can knock down a shot consistently. Yeah, and I feel like when especially when they played Iowa and some of the other games I've watched too of them, they're so stagnant on offense, so yep. stagnant. A lot of standing around one on one ball, which you know the NBA you can get away with that a lot just from matchup perspective and how good they are. But when you're not getting a lot of clean open looks in college ball. Like you said, their shooters aren't great to begin with. They're not going to knock a ton down. Yep, so. for sure. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this offseason. Uh, they got you know some good recruits coming in, which they usually do, and we'll see what happens next year. I'm sure Halliburton's gone, obviously. Oh, for sure. When yeah, they're lottery picks. So. One more year and then probably done. You think if he doesn't make the tournament next year, then, then he's out? Yep. I think yeah. he has to make the tournament next year. I would agree with that. <laughs> Going to be fun to see what happens with that, too, because a lot of people are very passionate about their Iowa State basketball. They take their basketball very seriously. They do. They really do. So, so. Anything else you want to uh, really say college uh, basketball-wise before we get into the first ever corn-fed food review? Food food <laughs> review. It's going to be fun. Going to be fun. So let's, uh, right, let's, do it. let's go ahead and do that, then. All righty. Like I said, the first ever Corn Fed Sports Entertainment Podcast food review. Tonight, we decided to do ours on a new... It's it's a chain restaurant, but it's overall new to the Cedar Valley area, which is obviously where we're from. Yep. Fast food restaurant, Raising Cane's. So, obviously, it's a little... I would say it's southern-influenced uh, place. Would you agree with that, Timmy? Oh, for sure. It's found in Louisiana. Yeah, and it's kind of an up-and-coming fast food joint, I would say, as well. Uh Obviously, when you think of chicken places, you think of mostly KFC and Popeyes. But this is more so centered around like chicken sandwiches and chicken strips. No, like chicken fried strips chicken. seem to be with their big go-to. Yeah, which obviously I've I've actually been there a few times, so that's kind of slur not like slurring, but you know, changes my opinion a little bit because okay. because if, if you've gone there just once, obviously you're gonna have. Just want that opinion, obviously. Yes. <laughs> so, so what did what did you order when you go, Tim? Do you remember? Uh, yes, I ordered chicken strips. Okay. I ordered. Did, just, I think what I ordered was a big bucket of chicken strips, and then some, they got the garlic toast. Yeah, strips and garlic toast. Yeah, I uh, I looked what up. Did you order? I looked up their menu. Well, I'm sitting on a computer, so that also helps. <laughs> looked up their menu. I ordered. They call it the box combo. Which comes with four chicken fingers, chicken strips, whatever, uh, crinkle fries, Texas toast, coleslaw, and a drink. And okay. obviously their Southwest sauce or whatever, which is actually pretty good for the most part. Um, their bread to me was good overall. but I really liked their bread. Yeah, their, their bread, bread was, was super solid. soft. Um, yep. But when you walked into this place atmosphere-wise, did you eat it in or did you get it to go? Yeah. In okay, so at, atmosphere wise, obviously it's a new restaurant, so yep. that obviously makes a little bit difference. Obviously, what uh, oh, for sure, my atmosphere, I thought, was, I thought it was fine. I yeah, thought they were very friendly, greeting, it seemed clean. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, the, well lit, the atmosphere was, was pretty cool. They have a lot of cool random signage on the on the yep. walls, and their, their menu is super easy to understand, which 
I nothing worse than when you go to a place, especially fast you food. You don't know and, how to order. Yeah, and you like keep looking at their menu and like, what the hell? Like, you can't understand it at all. Like, sometimes when I go to McDonald's, it's almost like that. I usually get the same thing. But if yep. you ever go inside at McDonald's, you're just like super overwhelmed with the menu. But atmosphere, sure. I, I would say, I was pretty high in their atmosphere. Loved it. Loved the overall setup, uh, the flow of you know traffic. The pop machines had the awesome ones that they have now, where you can choose pretty much anything. <laughs> Love them. But I give the atmosphere a nine point one. Nine point one, huh? Yeah, I, I enjoyed their atmosphere a lot. It's a cool place. Uh, yeah, I would give it a high. I'd probably give it an eight or nine as well. I had no problem with the atmosphere. I thought it was pretty cool, actually, compared yeah. to most restaurants. Yeah, especially it was fast food. Most restaurants, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, I would say this place kind of re- like reminds you of not like food aspect really wise, but like how it's fast food, but you don't really think of it as fast food. Kind of like Chick Fil A, if that Correct. makes sense. So then cleanliness, obviously, uh, fast food place. So. And there's a lot of people in and out. Uh, yep. I, I gave it, you know, an 8.7 on that. <laughs> I'm going in depth. You can't, See, can't just give it, the whole I'm mem. giving it like an 8.5 on cleanliness. Yeah, I so we're, we're pretty similar on that. I, yeah, I, very similar. Yeah, which nothing worse than when you go to like, especially fast food, and it's just a shithole. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> some, you're almost disgusted. some restaurants you're like, your feet stick to the floor when you walk in. Yeah, like. I love Arby's, but some art times I go to Arby's and they're just complete shit. Like their floor is disgusting. But moving on, we we've got a lot of uh, bullet points, kind of just breaking down the overall. As you can tell, we're kind of working our way down. Yep. Uh, staff, I thought they were you know pretty friendly, especially helpful because obviously that was the first time I've been there. But you have to remember they're working at a fast food place, so they're probably not super thrilled to be there. <laughs> but I gave that an eight point four as well thought it was overall pretty well see i'm giving that like a six from uh just because they're out of fast food and or do you just have a negative experience a little bit they were very friendly until the part where i asked them for ranch and then they looked at me like i shouldn't have asked for that <laughs> get the southwest sauce <laughs> they really did they're like we have southwest sauce i'm like no i want ranch we don't have that we have southwest sauce. they like shoved it in my face so yeah that's why i'm giving that a six not impressed with the uh the Southwest or whatever. They could have handled that better. They could have just said, no, actually, sir, we don't have ranch here. Would you like to try this? But no, they kind of just like, like were stunned that I wouldn't dare try the Southwest yeah. sauce. Did you try the Southwest sauce then or no? No. Okay. Fair enough. Did you? Yeah, it's, it's pretty solid. I'm more of a barbecue sauce guy, like no matter what with chicken strips. So, okay. you know, it is what it is, but it was all right. When I, when what I got it to go. The Southwest sauce. I'd probably go. I'm gonna go seven point nine on that. It was it's okay. solid. Like I said, whenever I, I like have something different, though, I'm always like, God, this would be so much better with you know my go tos: barbecue sauce, yep. ranch, ketchup, whatever. So that's just me. Um, what do you think of the overall presentation of you know the baskets, the you know the cups? I guess <laughs> I thought it was all pretty standard. Yeah. It's you can't really like a seven because I thought yeah. it was pretty like it didn't set itself out from like a fast food joint. Yeah, I I also went I went seven point three just because it was kind of bland. Uh, tri- uh, a little ring cut uh ring plate I guess you can call it with the plastic and then just everything kind of thrown on with. 
Well, they don't really leave you much space. That's for sure. They, no. they fit a fit a lot in there. You know, your strips, your fries, your coleslaw, your bread. Yeah, it's all and, kind of crowded. If you're one of those people that doesn't like your food touching, you'd be in trouble. Yeah, and the Southwest sauce. I think they put on that too. Even so, that's uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff there. Yeah, but so What's next. Yeah, we're kind of getting getting into the food now. Okay, this so, is the best part. <laughs> so we got texture, taste, recommendations, then overall score left. So the texture, this is uh, where to me, like I said, I've had it multiple times. And I've also talked to some people that have had sort of a negative experience with the texture. Like that it wasn't cooked enough or like on the outside it was crunchy, but on the inside it was a little soggy, I guess you could say. Is, I don't. Would you say that's a, a de- decent definition for that? I would say that's a very decent definition. So, texture, I went, I kind of, kind of just split between my best and you know worst uh, experiences, if that makes sense. Not all the way split, but I gave it a six point nine on that, just because chicken strips, you definitely need to cook the right way, otherwise they're going to be soggy and disgusting. For sure. <laughs> so, what do you? I mean everything I else though. Like a, everything else though, I liked besides. I want to give it like a five. I just one of those guys. I didn't that enjoy the, the flavor. Experience. I didn't enjoy the texture. Maybe I have to try it again. But the time I was there, there was nothing like that uh, really stood out to you. Nothing that stood out to me. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine you're a coleslaw guy either. No, not at all. Yeah, which. Their coleslaw is really good. I thought I'm a. I like coleslaw. Uh, their fries overall are pretty good. Crinkle cut fries are the probably fries my are good. favorite. Yeah, the fries are really really bomb, and the Texas toast, like we talked about, are great as well. The Texas toast was the best part of the whole thing. Their bread, it's so soft, so soft. I can eat a whole loaf of that. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. It's it's amazing, and they give you extra sometimes too if they have a little bit. Okay, see, <laughs> so yeah, I'm all for that. So, what would you give the taste overall as a score then? Overall, for the whole food, the fries were pretty good. The toast was pretty good. So, I'm going to go like a six just because the fingers were nothing, but the other two things were good. Yeah. All right. I, uh, I gave it a 7.9. I enjoyed their, enjoy, I enjoy their food for the most part. I, I've been there probably two or three times. So, th- that obviously makes a little bit of a difference too. Um, and like I said, I've heard a lot of people, not a lot, but some people have had negative experiences. So obviously that if you have a negative experience right off the bat, you're not going to want to go back. (laughs) So I don't know. I enjoy it for the most part. Like I said, uh, I kind of want to try their chicken sandwich sometime though. Cause their bread obviously is phenomenal. Like you and I talked about their Texas toast. So I think that would be pretty solid. I agree. Yeah. If I go back, that's what I'll be trying. Do you think if they had, you know, ranch or barbecue sauce, that would uh, sway your score a bit? Maybe the fingers themselves just weren't that good, though. I just didn't. I'd much rather go to Chick Fil A or KFC. Yeah. For the chicken fingers. Yeah. I. I mean, I. I could see it. <laughs> this is my opinion. Yeah. I mean, they weren't bad. They just didn't blow me away. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I got you on that. So we got two things left, our overall score and recommendation. So what, if you were sitting across from a Chick-fil-A rep or someone high up on the the chain of command, what would your recommendation to them be? Two Raising Cane's? Yeah. You're in the Midwest, have ranch. (laughs) 
for crying out loud. Big ranch guy. You just have to have it. Yeah, it's it's a little. I'm sure. I don't know. It's 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 just crazy how much we love our ranch and like other places don't. You know what I mean? Yes. So that'd be a solid. I my recommendation would just be consistency. You know, yep. like I'd say McDonald's overall has perfected that for fast food wise. Cause like no matter what, whenever I go to McDonald's, it usually always tastes the same, no matter when or where and what time. Chick-fil-A is the same way. Yeah. So I would say, you know, if you want to compete with the big boys and you, you know, keep getting business, I would just say consistency, just like anything else, really, honestly. So I agree. You can't have people get different experiences every time they go there. No, because then that just spread, spreads a, a negative vibe and just overall, you know, why would you want to go if it's not, you know, the same every time? Yep, for sure. So overall score, you know, everything we just talked about, what do you get? What do you give Raisin Cane? I'm going to give a seven. Price? Okay, that's that's pretty solid. About average. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I'm sticking in the sevens. I'm giving it a, a 7.7 7 overall. So just, you know... About that B minus C plus range. Okay. <laughs> I like I said, I like it overall. Uh, I think they'll keep improving over there, especially since it's a new location. I haven't been there for quite some time. Uh, it's probably been Neither seven, seven months, eight months since I I've agree. been there. So I'll probably go again here, maybe <coughs> in a couple. Maybe weeks have to give just to see. Try. Yeah. Usually, yeah. No matter what, usually it's always better the second time. I feel like too. But what that also makes food reviews pretty fun is just doing it, you know, one and done. I agree. One bite, everybody knows the rules. Yes. <laughs> you get one chance to impress me. You're, you're right there, buddy. So next week, we're going to try and do another food, food review. We haven't really discussed where we want to do it yet. Uh, any initial ideas, Timothy? Um, no, I guess not really. I think maybe we can find a pizza place. Yeah, that would be fun. I also, love pizza reviews. Also, I think it would be fun. I've never eaten there. I think you have, but we used to sell them our meat, our meat when we worked together and Starbucks or Starbucks. Excuse Starbucks. me. That yeah. would be kind of fun because I've never I'd be all for that one. I have eaten there. Yeah. And I've, I've never eaten there. So that would be very fun for me. I'd be all for doing that one. Yes. I'd be, I'd love to do that next week. Cause I have eaten there. I, I have strong opinions on things they've done well and things they didn't do so well. So I would love yeah. that one. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, there's so many places, especially in the Cedar Valley, we can try. Another one that I really enjoy that I'd love to review is um, Subsidy. Yes, that's local. Yes. So yeah, there's. I mean, we could probably do this every week for a few. And I years. like to do local places because everyone's had Applebee's, everyone's had Who Carl's or Kelly's. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be like fun. To- I'm. Go ahead. Sorry, Tim. I like to do local places. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to this aspect of, you know, and everybody loves food, in the, yes. especially in the Midwest. <laughs> so, we love food on this podcast, so. Oh, yeah. We've talked about food a lot. Yeah, so. we sure have. <laughs> so if, if you have any ideas for us to review, throw it, to, throw it out there to us. We would love to satisfy your reviewing needs and give a, you get your guys a, give us our, your opinion of us or of, of the restaurant. <laughs> for so. sure. Anything else you want to say uh, on that, Timmy, before we uh, wrap it up for the for the evening? No, I'm just quick update on the poll. It's 54% for Carmel Delights right now. 
Come on, Thin Mint Gang, slip it, step it up. 26 votes in as of right now. And oh, yeah. Barry Jesse joined <laughs> us on the Thin Mints. <laughs> Share that, friends. Get as many eyes on it as possible. We would appreciate it. We want it. Thin Mints to come back. Oh, yeah. Gotta love it, buddy. So, so let's, uh, let's wrap it up for the night then. All right. Episode four came at you real quick. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a blast with you tonight, Timmy. It was, I was really, I'm not going to lie. I was really excited for this episode. I was too. You know, especially with the first kind of uh, restaurant food review, uh, college basketball is really turning up like we talked about. And then, you know, the huge controversy that is the Houston Astros. And of course the XFL, which has been nothing but a delight so far. Go Houston. (laughs) The official team of the corn fed sports. (laughs) The roughnecks for sure. But like I said, thanks for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Um, make sure to get out and vote on those polls. Uh, Timmy, is there really anything else you want to say before we uh, throw out the handles again? I just want to throw out this little fun fact I just saw on the bottom line. UConn women, for the first time since 2007, dropped out of the top five today. What are they, six now? Yes, 13 years straight they were in the top five. That will that's never just, be duplicated again. That is just like. amazing dominance to me. So that's that's prop, quite the run. Props to them. That's awesome. Well, awesome that it happened for so long, I guess. Not awesome yes. for them that they're out. I mean, six is still pretty good. <laughs> so great fact there, Tim. But make sure to follow us on our social medias if you haven't. We appreciate it. You can vote in those polls that we've been talking about. Uh, our Twitter is Cornfed Podcast One. Our Instagram is Cornfed Podcast One. Our Facebook, which where that poll is at, is facebook.com slash cornfedpodcast1. Our blog website is cornfedpodcast.blogspot.com. And last but not least, our YouTube channel is just Cornfed Inc. Well, Timmy, you know what that means, right? You've been officially Cornfed.